Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of 7 Inches to Freedom Radio. I'm your host, Joe Latchett, and uh, for everybody that's new here, um, I hope you like hardcore, because that's what we're playing on this episode. Uh, Most episodes are a little more varied than this one, but this one is just pretty straightforward. 7 Inches to Freedom started as a print zine that I did for about 10 years, um, and now basically it is a radio show uh, that is really just an excuse to get some hardcore and punk and underground music in front of you. Um, And it's, you know, kind of my excuse to talk about it too. Um, I love talking about hardcore and punk and um, everything that comes with that as, you know, great as it is, as silly as it is, um, all of it. So basically, this is just a playlist with liner notes. Um, I always loved getting mixtapes where people took the time to write notes about uh, whatever song or band that was on there. Uh, Just kind of how they made them feel, um, what they were doing when they first heard that song, you know, just any little anecdote like that, um, any little story about the bands, that shit always kind of got me going. So I wanted to start a radio show or podcast or whatever you want to call this um, that did that. So, uh, yeah, basically to get into it, um, I have been busy as hell lately and probably as stressed, uh, but also like as happy and as content as I've ever been in my life so far. So, uh, that rules. Um, I've been buying tons of music, mostly new stuff because, uh, there is just so much of it coming out. Uh, punk really seems to be exploding out of, uh, whatever leftover quarantining everyone's been doing with a ton of new releases. Um, And I guess it's been happening a little bit longer than that. Quarantine kind of made some people uh, a little more creative than they would have been, I suppose. Um, But yeah, here's kind of what I've been playing lately. This is uh, a set of all brand new stuff that's been in heavy rotation with me, starting with Tower 7. Let's go. 
Holy shit. Woo. Um, every episode starts off a little bit, um, uh, you know, iffy. I'm kind of like, I stumble over my words a lot. It's kind of choppy and whatever. But man, any anxieties I have are just kind of burned away with those uh, those tracks. Um, starting off that set was Tower 7 with a song called Black Sight. Um, that is off of an LP that just came out on Roachleg Records called Peace on Earth. Or actually, uh, Peace on Earth? It's got a question mark at the end there. I, uh, I'm going to make a proclamation here. I just think that uh, that record has everything that is needed to make a classic punk record. Um, it's uh, got memorable riffs. Everything is at 11. Uh, it pulls from punk and metal and crust, and it's fucking gross sounding. Um, I just love it. Uh, the lyrics are really intelligent, too. Uh, the dude manages to use some good phrases, but really stays clear of like anything cliche. Uh, and it's political. Um, you remember when bands used to write political lyrics because the world was falling apart and not just because that's what punks are supposed to do. Um, well, that's how these come across. Um, you know, uh, musically it's got like a Celtic frosty kind of feel, but I don't really think it sounds like them. Um, it reminds me of some early, uh, like early morbid angel kind of in just the chaotic nature of it. And it's kind of grinding. Um, the vocals come in and it, they have a bit of uh, something about it just keeps reminding me of kind of like noise rock, um, so kind of like noise rock vocals where it's just a little bit gross and a little bit, I don't know, man, something about it. And um, I think that's why I like it so much because uh, it doesn't just, it's not just crust. It's not just hardcore. It's not just anything. It, it really takes from a bunch of different genres that all rule. You know, the uh, the packaging is great, too. Um, it's got awesome original artwork and aesthetic that's like uh, jam-packed with bullshit the insert is just like uh is a mess in the best of ways um and it comes with a big old screen printed poster um and this really sold out quick uh but i saw a mention that roach leg is repressing it and i do think if they could repress this in numbers that like of 80s or 90s punk records uh like bigger punk records um this will become a staple in every punk's collection and i think it's going to be as classic as anything else because um you know, bands come out and they get hyped and uh, they go away. That's kind of what it seems like the cycle is nowadays. Um, but this is just so good that I don't see it going away. It's not just another stompy fucking oi whatever um, band that everyone thinks is hot for a minute. Um, these guys have been pumping along for a little bit. Their demo was uh, was killer too. Um, I just think they have what it takes and they seem to have the right attitude and approach that is really going to make it. Um, stay around for a long time. Um, so yeah, let's see how uh, how that turns out. Quote me on it if it's uh, if I'm right, and just forget about it if I'm wrong. Next up was two tracks by a band called God's America. Um, that was a song called Part Two, and also uh, right after that was called Elder Crew. Um, and that's from their new CD called uh, Crawling on the Planet's Face that came out on Mortville Noise just about a week or two ago. Um, this band has been kicking around for a while. And uh, this newest release is just weird in all the right ways. It's, uh, you know, kind of sludgy, it's very grindy, and it's got fucking riffs. Um, you might have to struggle to hear them a bit because they're kind of played so fast and so distorted, but, man, they're there. Um, you just got to listen for them. Uh, parts of this really remind me of Enemy Soil, um, and that's the highest of praise. Enemy Soil are one of my personal favorites, and um, if I could be so bold to make another proclamation after just making a huge proclamation, I would say that Enemy Soil are the best grind band ever. 
uh, to me at least. Um, and if you know you disagree, that's fine. You can be wrong. Um, I really, you know, I, to each his own. Don't tread on me or whatever. But uh, yeah, they uh, they really have everything. And uh, God's America really reminds me of them. Sometimes God's America feels a little uh, choppy to me. Um, some of the songs feel like they're kind of part of like the whole package as opposed to like their own standalone thing. Um, and that's not really a complaint. It's just, uh, you know, it's just kind of what it is. Um, and I really doubt they give a shit what I think. It just sounds like these guys are playing what they love and um, really giving it their all. And, you know, they don't give a fuck who hears about it or knows about it or cares about it. Um, and that's the best way to be. It's always, music is always the best when that's the, uh, the motivation is just, you know, this is what we want to do. After that was Food Eater out of Athens, Georgia with a song called Storefront. Um, this is our relatively new band. Uh, as far as I know, all they have out is a demo. And uh, it's a fucking pretty damn near perfect punk demo. Um, they blast it out. It's got great riffs. The fucking, the vocals are believably pissed. Um, and there's nothing wrong with this at all. Um, it seems like uh, I should really check out more from this Futile Force label. Um, they have a band camp, and it's got uh, this up and about maybe four or five other bands that seem to be of the same ilk, kind of like um, the same scene from Athens that are just, it's just kicking ass. It's like, um, seems like newer, younger kids who are playing awesome punk, and I really need to check it out more. And now we are on to our second set, which is going to have its work cut out for it. Uh, let's see if we can do it. This first band is called Fairy Tale.
All right. First up in that set was Fairy Tale with a song called Fantasy off of a 7-inch on Desolate Records. Um, this came out in 2019. Um, I It was recorded in, in New York City and released by a Minneapolis label. So I'm not really sure exactly where they're from. I suppose I could have done my research, but uh, I just got a few notes here, so I'm going to run with that. Um, this is just pretty good, weird crust. It's super noisy. Um, that intro kind of threw me off. It's kind of somber and menacing at the same time and really reminds me of... Uh, cult ritual from tampa um they had parts like that but uh really that influence stops completely once the main riff comes in then it's just some some you know nasty noisy crust um the layout on this rules it's a big old piece of 11 by 17 paper folded up into a sleeve with you know like little flaps here and there because it doesn't fold up perfectly um and i love that uh that screams punk to me it's just you know finding something on the cheap and making it work to uh you know the best that you can um it's interesting and unique art on this. Um, pretty simple, but still, it's got its own feel to it. Uh, I, I don't really love the vocal delivery on this song. Um, they're better on the other songs, but this overall was the best representation of what this band sounded like and what I liked about it, so I figured I'd play this one. Uh, next up was a, uh, a strange band called Rigorous Institution. Uh, that song was called Death in Summertime off of their Penitent 7-inch uh, on Blackwater Records. I heard of a rigorous institution from the Sorry State newsletter, and I was pretty intrigued. And then once I found a track online, I immediately hunted down all three of the seven inches that they had out. Um, and, you know, speaking of weird takes on crust, here you go. It's um, all three records are pretty like desolate and come with like cryptic drawings and kind of bizarre lyrics about shit I don't really get. You know, it's <laughs> it's kind of uh, medieval. It's kind of like dark drug landscapey type stuff. Um, but with that said, you know, there's some pictures of, uh, of the band in one of the records that has them messing around and and having a good time. So it doesn't really look like they take themselves, you know, uber serious, kind of like, you know, some dorky black metal dudes or anything. Um, this is kind of their most straightforward song. Um, it just gets more apocalyptic and out there from here. So if you can hang with that, you know, be warned, uh, it gets weirder, but it's got that, that same kind of feel where it charges ahead into the oncoming doom that uh, is inevitable. And next up was the Almighty Ombernus Dudes with a song called Prominent Slave off of their split LP with Merkit. Um, they were just a two-piece band, but man, they sounded massive. And uh, and I love Graham and Mike. They're the best dudes. Um, they played in a variety of bands, but uh, Mike went on to play in Joint D, who had a couple really, really good LPs. And Graham played in a band called Procession, which was kind of more shoegazy. Um, yeah, these dudes, they just, they blasted out, uh, you know, awesome grind with, you know, equal parts dystopia and napalm death and uh, prob- probably some Black Sabbath mixed in there. Um, and yeah, they just did it right. They uh, they have a few records out. Um, they did a few tours. And yeah, you can find their records pretty cheap. And I, I recommend that you should if you like a big burly grind because uh, they do it right. And speaking of burly, we're going to get pretty fucking burly on this next track. This is Indecision.
There's three from Positive Reinforcement because they're so good I couldn't choose just one. Up top of that set was Indecision with a song called Disregard off of an early 7-inch called Believe, which is on Too Damn Hype Records. This song later got re-recorded uh, like a bunch of the other songs for their fucking awesome LP, Unorthodox. Um, and that's where I first heard the song, but this is one of those rare occasions where I just, I like this version better. You know, it's slower, a little fucking like thuggier, and uh, yeah, I, you know, put it on and bob my head around my house for a little bit, act like a dummy, mosh with the dog for a second, you know, if she gets too close and starts, you know, saying it's her territory, I start getting fucking, I get a little heated. Maybe uh, accidentally, uh, you know, hit her with a roundhouse kick. Eh, shit happens. Anyway, when I first started going to shows, um, every single band sounded like this. Uh, it was that mid-90s, like right in the thick of that fucking awful plague of metallic Christian hardcore stuff that uh, was running rampant at the time. Um, and I really had no idea that all those bands aped Indecision so hard until much, much later when... Um, my friend John played the Unorthodox LP for me, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, every single band sounded like this. They they all had the same tropes. They all had everything. Um, but the good thing was Indecision was extremely anti-religious. So that was great. Um, that was where those bands differed. And I was, um, I was pretty happy to find bands that had this sound but didn't have, you know, bullshit Christian lyrics. Um and Indecision is kind of where I draw the line. Um, they're kind of, you know, tough and metallic and a little, you know, I don't think they're bro-y, but they definitely lead to bro-y type stuff. And um, this is as far as I want to go with it, um, except for maybe the next band that I played, which was Lockjaw. Uh, they were an old Buffalo band. Um, this song was called Stop and Think off of their 7-inch called Gutted. Um and I think Lockjaw nailed this sound. Um, they got that metallic, you know, tough kind of hardcore sound down. Uh, but they, they had really stupid straight edge lyrics. Um, and don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not, I don't have anything against straight edge. Um, I actually kind of do, I guess. I think straight edge, you know, claiming edge is kind of dumb. But I think, you know, abstaining from drink and drug is cool as fuck. Um, I drink and I will partake in drugs if they're around, but I completely respect and understand what people don't. I really just hate how they kind of um, can weasel their way into everyday life very easily and kind of become like a crutch to some people and a uh, coping mechanism and whatever. Um, just bums me out. And from a punk point of view, uh, the coolest thing I've ever heard said about Straight Edge uh, was said by hardcore legend Bob Surin in my, uh, my old magazine. Um, he wrote in one of the columns, he's like, listen, he's like, cops, rednecks, jocks and my fucking dad drink i am the opposite of them which that fucking says it i mean punk really should be a uh good punk at least should be a rejection of mainstream culture and mainstream culture is all about drinking um and drugs and getting fucked up and forgetting you know so um yeah that's uh that's just the coolest fucking thing i've ever heard about straight edge um and i'm into it Closing out that set was three from Positive Reinforcement. Uh, just fucking great band. Uh, the first track was called Make Sense to Me. Uh, the second one was Cry Me a Fucking River. And the third one was What's Wrong with Hardcore. Um, those are from, let's see, there's a, uh, a self-titled 7-inch and a split with Outraged. Uh, that's also a 7-inch. Um, 
yeah, that's just three quick and but entirely essential songs by like the mid two thousand maniacs. Positive reinforcement. And even though it's been a little bit since I've heard these songs, um, they just kind of have a tendency to pop up in my head whenever, uh, oh, just throughout the day. Um, it's just really that perfect mix of, you know, kind of like hardcore is everything. Uh, but also, you know, taking it with a grain of salt and knowing it's, you know, kind of full of shit sometimes. Um, yeah, they were just the, they were such a good hardcore band. Um, yeah, love it. So next up is some more new stuff. Um, first is a band called Hiding Inside Victims. The song is called The Beginning.
Ride up top was Hiding Inside Victims, the beginning off of their LP, Red Eye Reprisal on Roach and Roll Records. Uh, that is some dark and melodic hardcore from California. Uh, really reminds me of kind of later from Ashes Rise and later Remains of the Day, and they were two of my favorites. Um, this shit rules. Uh, it looks great. It sounds great. Um, and it was put out uh, by my buddy Chris. Um, I was so stoked to see someone from my town putting out punk records again. Um, he had a label before um, that put out uh, Control de Estado from Tampa and some other Florida stuff. And then he, uh, he took a couple years off, and now he's back at it. Um, and this is the first release off that label, and it looks fucking great, like I said. Uh, it's in a big old gatefold jacket with, like, red and black and white and, um, and like, well-thought-out color schemes and artwork and uh, lyrics. And it all, you know, comes together to form a really, really good package. Um you can pick this up direct from the label Roach and Roll Records um, from Sorry State or if you're local from Nice Guys Pizza or Ollie's. Uh, so yeah, check it out. After that was Under Attack. The song's called I Suffer um, from their split with Mail Patterns, which just came out. Um, actually, I don't know if it's out yet. By the time this uh, sees the light of day, it might be out. I know uh, there's some test presses. Um, that's where I ripped these songs from. Um, yeah, so this is uh, ripping hardcore from some punk veterans. Uh, it's fast as shit, but it's got like you know some of those off kilter chords that uh, Mark Telfian adds to the you know bands that he plays in, and he's played in a zillion of them. He's played in Limperist, uh, Conniption, Eucharist, Hail Mary, uh, one of my favorites, Devoid of Faith. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of a noisier Seeing Red, who they actually did a split with too. So um, yeah, these guys are just they're fucking they're lifers and they're kicking it. Um, you know, putting out stuff and split seven inches like crazy. Uh, it's just really good stuff, and I can't wait to hear more. Next up was Male Patterns. The song is called Out of the Box. Um, that is from the other side of that split with Under Attack. Uh, this is fast and kind of toughish, hardcore, uh, from New York with my buddy Dan Barker on drums. Uh, he was nice enough to send me a, a copy of the test press because I helped print the covers for him. Um, and I was super stoked to be involved in that. Um, it just you know, it's nice, no bullshit, hardcore on both sides from lifers. Um, this band is made up of members of a bunch of different other bands. Um, I knew Dan from Foreign Objects and Libyans, uh, but he played in No Sir I Won't. Um, one of the other guys played in Neutron Rats. Um, there's a couple others I'm forgetting, but yeah, just uh, solid hardcore from solid people. Um, what else can you ask for? Up next is Misanthropic Minds. Right. 
Starting off was two from Misanthropic Minds. The first track was called Silver Spoons and Silver Fish, and the next was called The Homeland from their Welcome to the Homeland 7-inch on Suicide Records. What a fucking mess, dude. Uh, that is just great blown-out hardcore from these uh, Maritime Mutants. Um, this is close to perfect hardcore for me. It's no bullshit, no fashion, no nice amps. Uh, they're just ripping it out. Uh, the first track is a blaster, and the second one was a plotter. Um, they do both so well, so I just kind of wanted to give you uh, an example of both. Um, unfortunately, you know, mid-tempo songs kind of fucking go hand-in-hand hand with uh, the Tom-activated dorks who, uh, you know, use that as their the time to break out their choreographed mosh routines. Um, but really, this isn't one of those. It's just uh, a great song that's a nice break between all the ragers. And it sucks that, you know, newer bands kind of don't get that. They just go for the all-plotting and all kind of, like, mosh so you can jump off the stage and be a fucking asshole. Um, yeah, a whole set of mid-paced stompers is boring. You know, like, break it up with some speed. And not just to get to the next mosh part. Uh, you know, that's that's my hardcore lesson for the day. Um, yeah, they're, uh, this band just rules. Um, I'm kind of waiting for something else to come out from them. Um, the 7 inches is a little bit older now, maybe maybe two years. I don't know. I can't keep track of time anymore. Everything's a fucking... Basically, uh, I'll wait until the next pandemic or whatever. Um, anyways... I don't know if this is true, but it sounds to me like there is an extra track of feedback over covering the whole thing and adding more noise to it, kind of like um, Pledge of Defiance by Total Chaos. And I'm not going to lie, uh, that Total Chaos record's pretty fucking good. Uh, Pledge of Defiance is great. Everything else, not so much. If you don't believe me, check it out. It's good. It's catchy. It's got riffs. It's got fucking awesome breakdown parts, uh, like punk breakdown parts. Uh, it's really good. But anyways, back to Misanthropic Minds. Um, they remind me a bit of the old uh, Northwest band Nudes, who we've played on the show before. Um, yeah, check out that band too if you like what you heard in Misanthropic Minds. And next up was two from Pyramid Scheme. Uh, the first one was called Power Court Academy, and the second was Jesus Floor Punching Christ. Both of those came off their House Arrest 7-inch on Art Fraud Records. Misanthropic Minds um, just kind of reminded me of Pyramid Scheme, too. And this whole episode has really just been kind of like a stream of consciousness playlist. Like, one song reminds me of the next, and I'm going from there. Um, yeah, so uh, my old band Merkit played with uh, Pyramid Scheme at a house in Philly in, like, 2006. And they just fucking slayed. Um, it's the same deal. It's no bullshit. Just ripping and fast hardcore. Um, and one of the best parts of touring is finding bands like this, you know, bands that you never heard of, but you play a show with them and you're just like, this is fucking great. Um, they put out two seven inches and both of them suffer from kind of like bad layouts and pixelated covers. Um, so I really, um, you know, I understand kind of why they got looked over a little bit, uh, which is really unfortunate because the, the music rules, um, it's uh it's great you know the guys in the band didn't really seem too worried about getting in with the right people or being cool um so they just put out their own records and ripped at whatever show they were on um the lyrics to both songs are pretty funny on these um power court academy is about one of those like um fucking school of rock rock and roll summer camp things you can go to and like learn to be a rock star from you know washed up dorks and never bins and people with big egos and stuff um if you want to be in a band bad enough 
get some shitty instrument, get in a sweaty garage, and play. That's what you have to do. You don't have to learn like moves and posturing and you know how to cover Rage Against the Machine or whoever the fuck they cover that. It's just so dorky. You know, I get, you know, showing people music is cool, but it's dumb. You know, you got to do it right. Don't make a spectacle of it. You know, anyways, uh, the other song, Jesus Floor Punching Christ, is just, it's about the bullshit Christian metalcore beatdown scene. You know, that sucks. I mean, do I even have to say it? But anyways, Pyramid Scheme are a great band. Um, I'm sure you can find the records for cheap, and you should pick them both up. Uh, one of them is called House Arrest. That's what uh, these two songs are off of. And the other one, which came first, is called uh, What Will We Do Next? Um, and apparently it's a 7-inch called House Arrest. Anyways, after that, Iriota, Civilizato, uh, with their track Gemetti off the LP um, that I believe is just self-titled on Static Shock. Uh, this is just more great and catchy hardcore from these Italians. Um, this came out three or four years ago, and I just kept playing it over and over when it came out. You got some weirdo riffs in there. You got some uh, commanding bass lines that really kind of give, um, like, you know, that kind of stompy, oyish hardcore a much-needed makeover. Um, it makes it way more interesting and fun, to me at least. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff gets boring. But I think they um, really added some cool new elements to it that, um, yeah, just made it way more fun uh the last little fast bit in the song kind of gets me going too uh, makes my limbs fly all over the place and it's great um all the songs in this lp are two minutes or less uh, but they really feel coherent and like complete songs which uh you know a lot of times short songs don't feels kind of like you know i had these riffs and i put them together and that's it um but every song feels really well thought out and uh i would really you know, pick up anything by this band. Um, the LP is my favorite, but they have a couple seven inches that are good. And I really think they are a standout band. Um, of all the hardcore that's coming out now, I think they have some of that stuff that will make a classic record, um, especially this LP. It um, really just adds something new uh, to the form- to the hardcore formula that, you know, sets it apart. Um, and I kind of started, you know, talking about classic records and, um, that's where we're going to end too. You know, I just, I just can't help but hear certain records and hear certain things that bands are doing and think that given time they will be placed alongside, uh, some of the legends in the punk and hardcore genres. It's weird to kind of say that about, uh, contemporary bands and stuff and, um, and trying to differentiate between, you know, just the excitement of hearing a new record or, um, you know, being amped on a certain sound or trend that's going around in in punk and stuff. Um, but yeah, I really think some of the bands coming out now have what it takes. And uh, this next set, you know, we're starting off with Kaleidoscope, who we've played on the show before. They are just, they're taking uh, classic punk and doing something with it that is... Um, you know, it's new, it's vital, it's, um, it has everything that punk needs. It's, and you know, it's not just music, it's like the, the layouts and the lyrics and all of that. The feelings and emotion behind it, um, just the whole package. And, um, yeah, before, uh, before I go on too long about it, I could, I could talk about this shit forever. Um, we're gonna break into the set. This is Kaleidoscope with After the Futures.
All right, excuse my fade out there. That song just rips into the next one with a with a whole heap of feedback thrown on top, so I did my best. Up top was Kaleidoscope with After the Futures from their LP of the same name on Toxic State Records. This LP is a straight-up masterpiece. Um, it has every single thing that makes a great record. It's smart, it's direct, and furious. Um, it's got great lyrics, and Kaleidoscope is a band like uh, they have themes that kind of like progress and expand with every release. So they don't just like you know find their niche and then stick with that and pump out more of the same. It's everything is just it's a little different and uh, a little different with each release, and it's great. Um, you know, also very importantly, like it has memorable songs. Um, sure, it's catchy, and there's really nothing wrong with that. You know, as much as I said that I think punk should be a com- in complete opposition to mainstream culture, a catchy song that you can grasp onto isn't necessarily a bad thing, and they don't forget that. Um, and this LP just looks amazing. Um, it's got screen-printed covers. It has a screen-printed poster. It's got an awesome lyric sheet inside um, with kind of layouts for each song. Um, yeah, man, it's just... They knocked out of the park with this one, and um, I really think this is going to be a classic. Next up is another classic, Strawman Army, with Medicine Line off of their Age of Exile LP on D4MT Labs. Uh, and that's run by Shiva, who is the vocalist and guitarist of Kaleidoscope. Um, this is more of a kind of a new take on the peace punk sound, um, and they take kind of an artsier route, maybe, say, like Chumbawamba. Um and bands of that ilk that kind of had maybe a theatrical background or um, or were just a little bit more thought out than, say, like Dirt uh, or uh, Flux of Pink Indians or someone like that. This whole album is focused on indigenous people's struggles in the U.S. Uh, it's got smart lyrics um, about kind of like the different facets of life as an indigenous person kind of throughout history and even now. Um, you know, the music's great and has purpose. Uh, and their new LP should be out any day now. Um, I saw Sorry State, um, you know, they posted on Instagram about having their copies from La Vida Es Un Mousse. Um, but I pre-ordered mine from D4MT, so I'm hoping they will be arriving soon too, because I just can't fucking wait to hear what this band's going to do next. They have some stuff posted on Bandcamp. Um, I believe it's the label's Bandcamp, D4MT Labs. Um, so give that a search, and you can find out, um, you know, you can hear this whole LP and buy it. You should if it's still in print. And um, they uh, they also did a score to a movie that suffered due to some like poor editing and uh, you know like cutting room floor decisions that really kind of kind of didn't really do much for the movie and uh, kind of shit canned it in the long run. Um, but yeah, this it's mostly instrumental with some samples. It's just some like great soundscape stuff. So this band really has it all. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Like I said. And finishing off, episode 7 was The Almighty Brain Killer, uh, with their song called Breakout off of their LP entitled Every Actual State is Corrupt. Uh, Kind of a throwback to a 90s anarcho uh, feel there with that title. Um, And Brain Killer somehow managed to pull, like, the best parts of every punk subgenre and make a mix that was just perfect. Um... You know, it's super buzzy and noisy for the noise freaks. Uh, it's like, you know, the gruff vocals kind of lend towards, uh, you know, more hardcore fans. Uh, it's bouncy enough for kind of like street punks and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but most of all, it really just reminds me of 90s Anarcho stuff, um, which was great. That's what I grew up on. And that's kind of where, you know, my heart lies, you know, if I'm going to tell you all the truth. Um, 
But it, you know, even though I love that stuff, you know, Brain Killer took that and just wrote better riffs and they just have better songwriting overall. You know, so a lot of the anarcho-punk stuff, I don't think I'd love it as much if I heard it now. It just, you know, it's got a, a place in my heart because that's what I kind of heard first. Um, but yeah, back to Brain Killer. They, uh, they rule. This LP looks great. Um, the art is just perfect for the sound. Uh, I mean, you hear the production. The production is just so noisy and so good. Um, yeah, this is just a monumental release that I really do... I'm kind of surprised, you know, like 10 or 12 years later or whatever, um, I don't really hear it um, talked about that much. I mean, but truthfully, I don't really hear many people talk about punk or hardcore. You know, I live in a smaller city and there's not really any punks around. Um, but yeah, even on the internet, like I know people know about Brain Killer um, and, you know, I hear some buzz about them now and again. But uh, yeah, I think I just think they should be talked about more. Uh, and I'm curious to see if uh, if it will be in the future. This record is still available for cheap on Discogs, so uh, I do recommend picking it up. You know, uh, the song I played off it uh, isn't the most energetic song. Um, it isn't even the best. I just, I like that song a lot. But the other ones, you really, I mean, it fucking gets you up and moving. And um, it's it's just great and well thought out. And uh, yeah, I think everybody should know about it. So pick it up. That is just about going to do it for this episode of 7 Inches to Freedom Radio. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, Before we go, I want to give two quick shout-outs to um, other podcasts that are kind of doing this similar thing where they are talking about punk and hardcore a lot. Um, The first one is Demo Listen. You can find that on any of your podcast apps. And uh, that's exactly what they do. They, They take a song from a new demo and listen to it and then give it an honest review afterwards. Um... They review uh, punk, metal, hardcore, um, and stuff that's adjacent to those genres. And um, yeah, they give really good reviews. I, I, you know, can relate to where the guys are coming from. They come from like a DIY, uh, you know, kind of scene. So it's not, you know, you kind of know what you're getting. They play similar stuff to what you just heard on this radio show. And uh, yeah, they're funny. Um, They're pretty gruff. They're older. They don't give a fuck what you think, (laughs) which is really funny. and yeah, demo listen. You should check it out. And the other recommendation I have for you guys is a podcast called First Seven Inch Club, um, and it's basically two guys that they pick up a seven inch from kind of an older. I think they kind of stick to '90s bands, um, and they uh, yeah they pick a, a song, they go through it, they talk about the layout a lot. I think they both must be graphic designers, so uh, they talk about that, and it's that's really cool. You know that I, I love layouts and stuff, and think they are as almost almost as important as the music um and uh yeah they go through older stuff and uh and talk about it and you know and of course they go into other things about hardcore and stuff then and those guys are pretty funny too and yeah both of them uh both those podcasts are doing the lord's work so um check them out and support them and support local diy punk and hardcore forever um, if you have any gripes, any questions, any requests, or have any records that you think are going to be classic records in the future, um, you can email me at sitfzine at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter. Is that what that guy used to say? Yeah. Fuck you, Ricky Rackman. Until next time. Bye. Bye.